Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. And we're back with another exciting episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I'm here once again with my esteemed colleague, Adam B. Carlson. I do have to ask, how do you know it's going to be an exciting one? Because it's always exciting. Or? It's always, you know what, if, if you're not excited, then this isn't the podcast for you. I'm really excited. I'm always excited. <laughs> you are always excited. Which is I'm, not I'm always here to level things out a little bit. I, I, you know, it's it's funny because I, I am actually the calmest, most level-headed person in real life. Like, I, I could be having a complete breakdown and have a smile on my face, and I can also be really excited and have no smile. Like, you never really know with me. So, <laughs> I don't know. It must be a podcast thing. Like, I'm new to podcasting. So, as soon as that light goes on, the excitement level goes up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I'm so outside of my comfort zone with this. Like sometimes like it's so new to me and I'm not used to being like, I'm used to being behind the camera and being behind the interview and being like, not being the interview or not being the person, you know, like it's, it's a weird thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Damn it. <laughs> but from what I understand, you're doing a pretty solid job because uh, I've been seeing a lot of people that you interview come back on Twitter and other social media and say how much they enjoy talking with you and hanging out. And I know I enjoy the same. So you got to be doing something right. Oh, that and we're getting some positive yeah. reviews too. Oh, well, and, and we are, you know, I, I think it's really important to, to remind everybody. I mean, we're, we're both big Walking Dead fans and this is a podcast for fans, by fans. Like we're, we're fellow fans. Like we don't have any any horse in this race other than the fact that we like the shows also so i don't think we've ever really mentioned how undead walking came to be did we i don't think so because you are the godfather of undead walking well what happened was um i was sitting there and an email came through from fanside which is our parent company and they were looking for people who were into certain shows to start up new sites on the entertainment network. And uh, there were a lot of interesting ones, but as a fan of the walking dead for such a long time, I think this was maybe season three or four that I, that we started. And uh, I looked over the list and none of the shows really appealed to me, but at the time I was working over at the Viking age, I was putting out content over there. I just became uh, the site expert over there. And I thought, well, it says if they, you have any suggestions to send one through. So I sent over a suggestion for The Walking Dead, and it didn't take long at all for me to get an answer back saying, yeah, this is something we're really interested in. And it was like just emails back and forth and back and forth. Uh, they bought the domain name. They 
started setting up the site. They said, okay, here's what we need. We need you to get 30 articles up as soon as possible to get the site up and running. So if you go back and take a look at some of the earliest articles on Undead Walking, it's, it's me just trying to rifle out some articles to get a little bit of a base for the site. But yeah, it was so much fun to have the suggestion and have the team run with it and to have the support of the people up above because it I felt like there was such a huge opportunity in the Walking Dead family and the Walking Dead universe. And now sitting here and it's been seven you know, six, seven years for Undead Walking. I'm 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 gonna guess seven. Wow. And to see how much it's grown, all the people that I've met through the site and all the different spin-offs that have happened in the Walking Dead universe, it's it's astounding that I feel I feel like I did right by doing this because of how it's flourished compared to a lot of the other shows that they were looking for experts for, like True Detective and you know other stuff along the way. And I've never seen True Detective. I've I've heard that it's good until it's bad. But you know, and I've heard the same thing about The Walking Dead. But the The Walking Dead has this fandom that's just so rabid, and the fact that the universe has been able to hold on to this zombie drama for so long and now we're getting even more of it than ever it's just such an amazing feeling and i'm glad that undead walking is here to cover as much of it as we can well it's i mean it's funny because you know we kind of joked about it at the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about you know we're 10 years into a show and we just started a podcast right and it feels like there's just as much content to cover now as there was 10 years ago it's, and true. It's, it's only getting bigger and i think that's really a testament to you know to the show and to the fans like people still want to talk about the show and it's it's amazing when you look at you know i, I think there's there's that sense of when a show gets to a certain point it's kind of ready to be put into the ground right so to speak like you know you get um you know that show's six years old is it stale is it still going is it you know what I, the Walking Dead is not showing any signs of slowing down. And no. it, it, the fact that we can still talk about it so much, just as much as we could talk about it um, 10 years ago, is fantastic. So It really is. I think, I think that's really cool. And I also, what I also really like is the fact that, um, you know, that they, it, it's getting new fans and, and meeting new people who are just discovering the show. And <laughs> I think that, uh, this past Sunday, you know, they just had the the season one marathon on AMC. Yeah. And for some people, I mean, just imagine for some people that was their first, like they could be watching the show for the first time. It's true. I know I said this last week too, but uh, one of my best friends, uh, he's finally introducing his kid to The Walking Dead, and they are flying through episodes. They they're already at the prison, and they just started maybe two weeks ago. So their activity at night is they're just watching The Walking Dead together, trying to get caught up so that they can watch when the (laughs) the finale comes out. And I think that's so awesome that a show like The Walking Dead can be a part of you so much that you want to share it with with your loved ones and those who care about you. And I don't know, to me, to sit down and discuss something that isn't super pressing or depressing or... Oh, don't get me wrong. The Walking Dead can can be depressing sometimes, but that's by design. But yeah, I mean, to, to escape reality for a little while and 
just enjoy yourself and enjoy the company of others. It's nice. It's nice to do sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, I think it's really, really just getting started, honestly. I mean, there's so many things that are in the works and so many things happening. And, you know, there's a new show, there's new seasons of the spinoff, there's um, you know, movies in the works. Like, it's, it's a great time. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you consider how many people have been involved with the show over the years. You know, actors who, yeah. who kicked it off in season one and, and you know, we're down to just a couple. I mean, it's, it's Melissa McBride and Norman Reedus. And, and then over on fear, we have you know, Lenny James who was there at the beginning with Andrew. Lincoln, right. and they're the only ones who have been there from the start. And yet everything's still going. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Maybe the walking dead's going to become like a soap opera. It'll just keep going and going like 30 years from now. It'll just be new, new survivors and new areas going to new places. And, it's funny because that's one of the biggest criticisms that George A. Romero had about The Walking Dead is that it was too much of a soap opera and not enough of a horror show and that it didn't tackle political issues enough because, as you know from George A. Romero films, it's never just a zombie film to him. Right. He always had subtext in there. He always had social issues that were pressing through there. And I think that The Walking Dead does capture a lot of those social issues as well, but does so in a different way. I think they handle that through inclusion, through smart and smart and capable casting. Uh, but I don't think that they make it as apparent as Romero did in his movies. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I get that it's a, a zombie soap opera, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and there's also, the, I mean, it, it's a series compared to a movie. So sometimes the messaging isn't as overt as it would be in a two-hour movie where you have right. two hours to convey a message. Sometimes it takes a little while. I mean, like like we've talked about before, the, you know, the messaging um, about um, mental health that really came out in season 10. Like that wasn't, a, that was something that played out throughout right. the season. It wasn't just, you know mental health ish episode it was it was you know how how are these how was this terrible event back in season nine how did it affect people what was the long-term lasting side effect of of living through something you're you're already in the middle of the apocalypse and something so horrible happens that you just you look and you say how did this how did we even get here like how are we how are we surviving as it is and then you throw in what happened you know with the pipes and and what alpha did like that's traumatic so it's it's a really interesting you know it's it's they're definitely playing the long game like it's it's most of the messaging does play out over a season or over an arc sometimes multiple seasons and it's weird too to go online and see people that are seeing some of the messaging that's being sent and and tackling it very adversely uh we've seen fans in the comments section always talking about uh the walking dead pushing a gay agenda or uh having too much focus on women and honestly that kind of those kind of comments make me kind of sick because the world is a woman's world it is a world where people of all sexual orientations can do whatever they want. It, it's, it's our world. It's an yeah. inclusion world. Right. I, I don't understand how you can say that the show has just 
depreciated so bad because of there being a homosexual relationship on there or because some of the biggest stars on the show uh, may not resemble you as an individual. Mm-hmm. It's just strange. Um, I, I watch the show to t- for them to tell me stories. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy those stories. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, and it's important that those stories reflect the world around us. And that's yeah. what they do. I mean, that's part of that inclusion and diversity that's reflected in the show is is because that's the world around us it would be it would be artificial and not genuine to um and not authentic really to exclude any group over the other i mean it's it's that's just the way it is right it's, it's strange to think that there is pushback in any of those areas because you know that's that's the world we live in so yeah it's 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 weird and it, it's it's weird though when you see what some people you know it, it's i i think the messages that that kind of make me laugh a little bit when it comes to comments or you know that's not realistic <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well i don't know what realistic would be you know i mean i i i will i will say this until the end of time that as much as people didn't like what fear the walking dead did in season five where people were driving around leaving those boxes, you know, take what you need, leave what you don't. Right. As funny as it is that people hated that so much, I think it's incredibly ironic that at the moment a worldwide pandemic breaks out, that's what people did. They would leave those boxes on their porches yeah. for the, the essential workers delivering their supplies. Like that was, that was the first thing in, I mean, yeah, we had boarding, we had, you know, people going to the grocery store and buying too much toilet paper and all that stuff. But, but people, you know, generally speaking, people were trying to help everybody else. They didn't yeah. have to part with their hand sanitizer and their, their, I mean, yeah, you had those jerks in whatever, whatever state where they, they had a mini or a part of one of those giant vans full of hand sanitizer and they like scooped it up from every store in the state. But, right. you know, like there's always going to be jerks like that in the apocalypse. And I mean, that, that's actually very realistic. <laughs> like people are going to hoard stuff. But I thought it was really, really neat to see people not hoarding stuff and trying to share and trying to help and setting up, you know, community grocery stores and taking, you know, putting items out in front of their houses saying, if you can't get what you need, here it is. Like, just take it. You know, there's something to that. And uh, so, so the idea of realism in the apocalypse, I think, has now taken a different note because of you know what we've just lived through and what we're continuing to live through right now like now we're in the middle of something that kind of mirrors that and yeah yeah i mean it's not it's not what i would have thought it would be i i think we're starting to see some things that like i I like i like to think of it as we started out in fear the walking dead with those you know take what you need leave leave what you know leave what you don't and uh, now we're getting into more of the walking dead where, you know, there's, there's people that you don't want to cross. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's groups that you're like, wow, I, I, I never thought that would be happening, but you know, they're not quite eating people, but they're, they're jeopardizing people. And that's kind of weird. Like, we still cool. do have a, a lot of real life social issues going on. And thankfully that is a situation that, can be resolved through understanding and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think we've seen a lot of those kind of 
setups go through on the Walking Dead storylines as well, where it doesn't take killing a lot of people, but maybe just opening up and trying to understand why people are who they are. Uh, we saw that as early as the Vatos mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead. Uh, two communities that didn't understand each other until they finally opened up some dialogue, and then they finally saw eye to eye. Right, right. And, you know, it, it, the, the truth of the matter is, when you look at a show like The Walking Dead, it's a world where it doesn't matter who you are, right. what your beliefs are, what you look like, color of your skin, person you sleep with you know whether you're a racist i mean look at you know i i think merle was a, a great you yeah. know, he was a very polarizing character he had some very very troubling beliefs um but it doesn't matter if you're a racist if you're not a racist at the end of the day the message is the walkers will eat you no matter what right it doesn't matter none of those things matter in this world so it's 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 a weird thing when you hear people say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why are these people here? Why are those people there? What's this? The walking dead, the walkers don't discriminate. They're going to eat you no matter what. Except for Morgan, because there seems to be an issue with Morgan, <laughs> which uh, I, I think will be explored in season six, because it seems like he's, he's doing pretty good, despite being shot and looking like he's a poster child for Visine. Yeah, that's... We talked about that last week, and that was something that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, I I have no clue what's going on. Uh, unlike a lot of the other uh, media people, I have not seen any of the episodes, and I am kind of happy that I, I get to learn everything with the viewers mm-hmm. when they watch, whether it's on AMC Premiere, which, again, we don't know for sure if AMC Premiere is going to be doing their thing on Fridays. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. But if it's Sunday, it's Sunday. I mean, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, so speaking of Sundays, so we, we mentioned that there was this Walking Dead marathon, season one marathon this past Sunday. Right. And during the marathon, there was a very intriguing little teaser with some new footage for the Walking Dead season 10 finale. And it has people talking. Now, I did not watch the marathon. I had a previous obligation on Sunday. So I ended up, uh, I I didn't know what this teaser either. So Sarah Beth sent it to me minutes ago. (laughs) I've given it one watch through. So I'm going to have to rely a lot on her picking it apart. But uh, I've got to say, this little teaser is more of an action teaser than uh, any other way of going about promoting the episode because... It's mostly zombies being killed, action shots, uh, tension, moments with a lot of tension. And it ends with the classic Walking Dead, the scene flashing with that sound. I don't know how many seasons or teasers have that with the, the, the flashing screen and, and that sound in the background, but they love it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, the, uh, I, I think this one's the most ominous yet because there is that uh, there is that that tension, and, and you see the battles. You know, you see everybody in preparation. You see, there's a shot of Carol with a bunch of, of archers, you know, raising their bows and getting ready to, to fire at someone. And um, the the two things that jump out to me the most are, uh, you know, so obviously Daryl's voiceover where he says like, "We're not all going to make it out alive." Right. It would be uh, disingenuous to say that there probably won't be 
a major death in the season 10 finale. That's usually par for the course or it sets up a major death, but given everything that's been going on, I feel like there's going to be something big happening. In now we do want to say that you have not seen this episode, correct? I have not seen the episode, so I can talk about it freely and clearly with having zero. <laughs> the, the only thing I have said, the only thing is that I, I did talk to um, Skybound's Johnny O'Dell and he has seen a lot of footage from it and he keeps insisting that it's amazing, but that's about it. That's, I do that's like all amazing. I have. Yeah. He said that it's, it's just mind boggling. And it, Honestly, like I, I do have to say that it's it's surprising to me that it's only going to be an hour, roughly an hour, because yeah. World Beyond premieres right after that, and it seems to me like this would have been a really great time to incorporate as much footage as possible to make it to extend it out and kind of give it that feature feel, right? Because they wouldn't have to edit things. I mean, a lot of times they have to edit for for time, and so they shoot more and then edit it out later, right? And I feel like they could have probably maybe they did i don't know i i don't know what the runtime is but i feel like it should be a little bit more than an hour but yeah it would have been a good time for a supersized episode but considering how much time needed to be taken for the post-production and everything i'm happy with whatever they gave me if it's an hour that's good of course i'd like as much walking dead as possible please exactly so if they could have doubled it up i'd have been like all right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and you know let's like, we do have to acknowledge that that we're getting a brand new season or a new uh series premiere right afterwards and then the week after that we get a season premiere for fear of the walking dead so we're gonna have a lot but and we're gonna get some digital episodes of uh well not digital but uh video conferencing episodes of talking dead as well yeah, yeah. So there's there's gonna be a lot to do, and um, so yeah, so that that'll be that'll be fun. But this this teaser definitely sets up some big, you know, something big happening. And I've seen um, you know, I've seen I've seen talks. You know, people have, have screen capped different images. And, oh, you can always rely on the Walking Dead universe to go oh. through and pick these things apart with a fine tooth comb, find Absolutely. images, pick apart uh, some audio clues, and. Uh, it's just amazing how fans have the resources to be able to just find these little nuggets in all these little videos. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what's so intriguing is that, you know, sometimes they, they hit it right on. I mean, they, yeah. they, they get it, you know, and, and in this case, um, you know, I've seen a lot with Nadia Hilker with her, um, with Magna, you know, looking kind of ill, I guess you could oh. say like they're they're saying that like maybe she was bitten and that's why she looks the way she does in the middle of, of the walkers I've seen um you know th there's been I, I think one of the big ones was in that that one piece of key art I guess it was key art where Norman Reedus is it has the stuff on like he's in the middle of the herd right. and there's a, a walker behind him and they say that that's uh people think that that's angel theory wearing a, a walk a whisperer mask um yeah so it's hard to say like there there are a lot of scenes of people in the middle of herds and it's hard to say like what those what those mean and what they, they could be but i it, i just thought that was really interesting that people picked up on this this you know magna doesn't look good thing because i think that could be interesting but i do like make i do know do not also know that she blames herself a bit for what's going on uh, mm -hmm. with the people that were left behind in the mines and I don't know. I'm not really ready to say goodbye to Magna. I'm not. I was just kind of getting to know her. So hopefully she'll make it through the, the season 10 into the bonus episodes 
which I'm still not sure what to call those, but um, I, I don't know. I know everyone's expecting some kind of big death. And honestly, The Walking Dead does need to thin the herd a little bit more. But the problem is, is that I like the herd. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always hard. It's always it like, who do, you, who do you pick? I mean, last time we saw Aaron and Alden, they were in the middle of a not so good situation. Right. So, you know, we know that, uh, that Ross Marquand is, is in the middle of a lot of really interesting projects. Like, you know, not that that's And of course, there's speculation anymore. about what happens in the comics. And yeah, how if true. that may play out in this episode. So, yeah, there's a lot of people whose lives could be in danger. And honestly, with this situation, it's it's almost a situation where whose life isn't in danger. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think anybody's fair game at this point, except probably Judith, because that would just cause a a major problem. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've always said since the beginning of the show that there were two untouchables. And it was Rick and Carl. And uh, <laughs> so uh, my track record on that isn't great. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was a very reasonable uh, assumption that they would be safe. But, I mean, technically Rick is safe and <laughs> Carl's not. Carl's, but <laughs> he's, he's, you know, not as good. I know Chandler Riggs is doing great, though. So at least he is. That. He seems to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So there's always that. I have to say that one of my favorite scenes in this teaser is uh, is the bike when they're Eugene and and Yumiko and, and Prince <laughs> right. and Ezekiel are on their bikes. It reminds me of that scene from E.T. Like they're just going down the road and they're about to fly over the police. Like they're just they're just <laughs> along on their bikes, and I just. I don't know why it strikes me as so funny that they're finally using bikes in season 10. Like bikes seem like they would be so much better than horses or motorcycles. I mean, yeah, you have to pedal and that could be tiring, but bikes seem like a really great way to go around the apocalypse. And let's be honest here. I'm, I'm done with watching horses die. No more horse deaths, please. No more horse deaths. (laughs) No, we don't need any more horse deaths. We don't need any more animal deaths. Like, there's just something to that. There's just, we don't need any more of those things. I, I am 100% with you on that. But we did see that stray cat leading people to the hospital, so. Well, you know, I'm surprised we haven't seen more cats, to be honest. I mean, like, it just, it just seems really strange, but that season. All I know is that if my cat Mew was out there in the zombie apocalypse, he'd be leaving dead zombies on my porch. <laughs> that cat's yeah. a fighter. Yeah, no, I, 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 somehow I feel like cats would be better than dogs, would, would care better than dogs. I don't really have any basis for that because I've had, I, I love both of them, but I feel like dogs would be too inclined to run up and be like, oh, hey, you want to pet me? And then it would be too late. Whereas cats. Yeah, you don't want to be zombie man's best friend. Yeah, you know, they'll just be like, you know, hey, I don't really think I want to be pet right now so just leave me alone and then they'll realize like yeah that was a smart decision yeah i don't know so any other thoughts on that uh on that trailer anything anything that jumps out to you like what's what's the thing that uh that grabs you the most uh to be honest it's just the action i i know that we've set up so much of the season 
based on the characters and we've seen the interaction between the whispers and the survivors and all that interaction has been so tense and we're finally going to get that payoff so it's nice to see that we're definitely getting some action and it's going to involve some of our favorite characters and it's going to be intense and hopefully not a lot of the uh the strobe light finale hopefully well lit <laughs> i i i am right there with you and um <laughs> so i'm thinking i'm thinking that we should throw out a question and for the people who have made it this far in the podcast i think it would be a really interesting thing to know what the listeners think and maybe we'll answer this when we come back next week and, and uh we can discuss it more but i would be you know the the one thing that kind of stands out is that the reality is they probably won't kill all of the whispers because they can't kill everybody in that herd and there's right. always going to be stragglers there were stragglers in you know the saviors like there's always stragglers in these groups and sometimes they turn out really well alden being one of those those people is he like the only one left though I think he might be. I think at this point he might be. Because, man, those, those saviors dropped like flies. Like flies, absolutely. And, uh, well, it didn't help, you know, the Oceanside women were, were kind of taking yeah. care of that. But, uh, but yeah, were, I mean, they, they were. and Carol, she had, she had a moment with the rest of them. So right. they, they were extinguished rather quickly. But um, <laughs> what happens if there's leftover whispers? What, I, I, I'm curious about this because... I don't think they're all going to be wiped out. I think that would be really hard to do. So what happens if there are leftover whispers? What if there's a big battle? Not everybody is killed. Like, do you trust them? Or do you arbitrarily kill them because they're whispers? That's a good I don't question. Know. I, I, I That'll be something, like been... something fun to tackle next week. Yeah. So I think, I think we'll, uh, like I said, we're going to put it out. We're putting it out in the world right now. And we'll put it on the socials and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it next week. So I think that would be a really, I, I just don't, I, I don't think they're going to get everybody. I don't think it's possible. So not with that many walkers. Like, so do you let them do their thing? Do you, and I think, I think a side note to that is, do you, do you think that they still want to be whispers if they know that there's civilization out there that aren't, you know, what Alpha said they were? Yeah, we've already seen a little bit of that. So we'll have to take that into account. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think this was a, this was a fun episode, exciting episode. See, <laughs> still excited. Um, anything yeah. you want to add Adam before we, before we uh, say goodbye? Uh, not really so much. I, I know that October is still just creeping up. Mm-hmm. We've got the football season coming up. So that's going to keep me a little bit busy until the walking dead comes. So that's pretty cool. Still looking forward to, uh, the the new Walking Dead co- comic books with the extra features in them. So the Walking Dead Deluxe, I'll be looking forward to that. And of course, with all three shows coming, it's going to be so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And I have no idea what to expect from World Beyond, so that's going to be a, a grab bag. Let's let, let's see how that goes because I I'm excited about it because they've got a nice cast and they've got a I think a pretty good idea behind it. But as always, it always comes down to execution. And hopefully we can get a great third entry into the Walking Dead TV series world. So even if it is only for a couple seasons. Yeah. And then you have to wonder what it's going to lead to. So there's always that too. So I'm trying not to get too, too excited because I know I've still got a little over a month. 
Yeah, but the official mountain one month countdown begins in two days. Right. So yeah, it's officially 30 days starting on the fourth. So it's not that we're in the final countdown right now. Exciting stuff. But I do want to thank you for bringing me back on. And I don't really understand why you still do it, but I'm still going to keep coming. And uh, hopefully we can do it again next week if, you know, if you want me back. Of course I want you back. You're, you're my co-pilot. You're the one, you're the godfather of undead walking. Like I'm just, I'm just here. So <laughs> yeah, the, there, there wouldn't be a podcast. I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. So thank you for joining me. And um, let's see, before we say goodbye, I do want to say that um, we do have uh, this Sunday, I had a very fun conversation with the walking dead uh, he's been in the Walking Dead universe since the very beginning. Um, director and executive producer Michael E. Satrazimus is going to be joining us. Very cool. And uh, we're talking mostly Fear the Walking Dead stuff, but we do talk a little Walking Dead in there too, and and talk about like filming and and what that's going to look like. And there was just it was a really fun conversation. And um, and then next week, so that's this coming Sunday, and then the following Sunday, we're going to be talking to the Walking Dead alum, Irony Singleton, and uh, so that's going to be really fun, too. We're going to do a little throwback with him, so, and he's going to talk about all of his new projects and things that he's working on, so lots to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. I got to interview Irony Singleton at, uh, at an old Walker Stalker convention, and it was so much fun. He has such great energy, and I, I, you're going to love that interview so much. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So, uh, so we're going to make sure we'll put, out, uh, we'll put out some tweets and things that you can respond to if you have questions so I can make sure that, uh, that we get those questions in there. And, and I was able to get some questions answered from Michael Satrazimus, and he was able to, to answer some fan questions also. So, um, and he's going to be back. He's, he's really excited to come back and talk when the season starts so he can – because uh, he's the director of uh, the season premiere, the Fear, Fear the Walking Dead season premiere. So he's really eager to come back when he can actually talk about the episode. So <laughs> really excited to have him uh, kind of preview a lot of stuff. And then he's going to come back and talk about the details. So, so yeah, lots to look forward to. So, you know, we want to we wanna thank you for joining us. And, and Adam, thanks for, for being here today. And uh, thanks for having me. Hey. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. And uh, so as always, you know, make sure that you leave us a review, send us questions, send us feedback. Uh, you know, we want, it, we want you to be involved in this podcast because it is your podcast just as much as it's, uh, you know, it's an honor for us to be putting this out here for you. So like, share, get, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Like, share, and subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts because we will be there. So, um, so yeah, so for now, I just want everybody to... Uh, you know, continue to stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.